Hey, welcome to the Concrete CEO Podcast. This is episode number one. I'm your host, Tyler Link. And in this episode and the introduction of the podcast, I'm just going to be kicking off a little bit of background about an intro about who I am, uh, my background, and what my specialty is, and also kind of like set the tone for what this podcast will um, will be about. So uh, my background, actually, when I before I started in concrete, before I started in contracting, all of that, I always knew I wanted to be a business owner. And I remember as a kid, um, I was that type of kid that was always doing the lemonade stands. I had a little lawn mowing business in high school. I uh, I would go door knocking. And um, I remember one summer I even passed out 4,000 flyers. And I got five little um, lawn accounts from that. So I would mow lawns every week. Um, and fast forward, I tried to start a supplement company and I wouldn't even say that I tried very hard. It was a complete disaster <laughs> right from the very beginning. Uh, I basically mixed a bunch of ingredients together that I thought would make a good supplement and, uh, it tasted absolutely terrible and that's where it stopped. Um, and then my final attempt at entrepreneurship kind of fast forward to, oh man, this was like right after college. So I was like 22, 23 years old. And I still always had the entrepreneurship itch, but I had never really made very much money in entrepreneurship. I'd never really been successful. And I actually started a bounce house rental company. Um, Don't ask me why of all things. I think I literally did like a Google search (laughs) like online. And I was like, you know, business ideas 2016 or something like that. It must've been about 2016 that I started this or 2017. And um, one of the ideas... Um, because I didn't have much money. I had no experience. I basically had nothing, but I desperately wanted to be a business owner. And one of the articles, I think it was like in the number eight or number 10 spot was like a bounce house rental company. And they're like, oh, you can buy these bounce houses for like $2,000 and you could rent them out for like 250 bucks a day. And I was like, dang, that's not bad. You know, like thinking back then, um, I didn't think anything about like the market or about like if it was actually profitable. Um, but I remember getting really excited about it because I thought about it as like, dang, I could just buy like five of these things and buy a little truck and trailer and throw up a website and, you know, I'm in business. And <laughs> funny enough, that's exactly what I did. Um, so all throughout 2016, 2017, I would work full time at a marketing company and then on the weekends, Um, I own this business 50-50 with my uh, roommate and we would trade off weekends going out and delivering these bounce houses. And I remember at the very end of the year, um, we were super busy and we had done like $12,000 in rentals. Um, And then I looked back on it and I was like, oh my God, that was a lot of work to be doing, um, to basically be driving around delivering bounce houses. Think about all the pressure that came with that business as well. We would show up for like kids' birthday parties and if we were late, obviously people would be really upset. There was always a lot of like high drama. There was just a lot of stuff. It was a lot of, it was a lot of responsibility for very, very little pay. Um, And once again, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, (laughs) I basically failed because um, I built something that wasn't worth building and it was a big waste of time. And uh, I remember feeling very, very defeated. Um, and so I kept working for the marketing company that I was at, and I promise I will relate this to concrete and I'll kind of like tie it all in together, but I just wanted to give a little bit of a background of who I am. Um, so that way you guys can decide if it makes sense, 
you know, if my type of experience might resonate with you or might be able to help you in your own business and own entrepreneurship journey and specifically all related to contracting because that's what I do now. But anyways, I was working at a marketing company and the only reason, funny enough, that I actually worked at a marketing company is because I really just desperately wanted to work with entrepreneurs. Like that, for some reason, that was always my calling ever since I was a young kid. That's what I wanted to do. But I just thought I was too dumb. Like I thought I was too dumb and I didn't get it. And I thought I never knew any business owners growing up. Like I didn't have family that were business owners and all that stuff. So I had no one personal to ask questions to. So I put business owners on this like huge pedestal. Like, man, if you're a business owner, then you got your shit figured out. You're making tons of money. Life is good and life is easy. (laughs) At least that was the perception, right? Um, But, you know, keep fast forwarding. And the more that I worked with these business owners at this marketing company, um, I was like, man, you know, there's really nothing that crazy special about business owners. Like they're just like normal people like me and you. But I was like, man, I don't get it. Like, why was I not successful in the past? And I was also working my butt off for this marketing company. I remember I would sit by the window because my, my spot was right by the window and I'd always watch my boss pull in and out with his Maserati. And I was like, man, I was just getting so sick and frustrated of spending all of my time making someone else rich. Um, and what perceived to be like him having a very easy gig. Um, (laughs) at least that's what I thought about. Um, that's what I thought before. And I also remember I would always talk to contractors and specifically with contractors, you know, I was lucky because I learned about marketing because I worked about it for a marketing company. And I would ask these contractors like, man, how much money do you guys make on these projects? Like say, for instance, if I talk to a concrete guy and I'm like, so what's your average job size? And he's like 10 grand. And to me, 10 grand back then, that was like serious money. Like it was mind boggling that a contractor could go and make 10 grand in one job. I mean, at this point in my life, I was making like 60 grand a year. So I was like, oh my God, 10 grand. I was like, you must be loaded. But then the weird part is I would always pitch them marketing and I wasn't even really trying to sell. I just truly believed in it. I was like, dude, you can make 10 grand per job. Like, dude, just do some marketing, man. Like, and you're going to be freaking loaded. Like, I'm like, so you know how to do the work, right? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, you can take on more work, right? And they're like, yes. And I was like, okay. I was like, do you do marketing now? A lot of them are like, No, or they do just some like BS marketing, right? And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, you're sitting on a gold mine here, man. I was like, you just have to like build the infrastructure of the mine and you're going to be pumping out gold left and right. You know, again, I was ignorant back then, but that's what I truly believed. And over time, I got so frustrated, one, at my job, and two, I got frustrated talking to other contractors because I was like, dude, it can't be that hard. I was like, you just got to spend a little bit in marketing and you'll have jobs. Um, So all of this was festering and I was growing more and more impatient and more and more um, anxious and just, you know, overall down. And, you know, funny enough, life happens to work in weird ways. At that point, I had been dating my now current wife for six months, but obviously back then she was just my girlfriend and I had finally met her parents for the first time. And her parents uh, go by, uh, go by, Jesus Christ. Their names are <laughs> Caesar and Teresa. Oh, they go by of House Mendoza, Caesar and Teresa. Like, Jesus. Sorry, I'm 
if you guys listen to this podcast, I'm gonna have a lot of stupid things, so bear with me. Um, but her parents' names are Caesar and Teresa. And I asked Caesar, I said, well, Caesar, you know, what do you do? And, you know, by day, he was a concrete ready mix delivery truck driver. And he's like, oh, but I also have like this little side business where I do concrete. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, are you serious? And I was fascinated. I wanted to know everything about his business. You know, I was like, so like, you know, how do you get jobs? And he's like, oh, just word of mouth. I was like, that's crazy. You know, so like, you don't do any marketing? He's like, no. And I was like, so how much do you make on these projects? He's like, oh, my average patio is like seven grand, you know, and I'll probably make like three, three thousand bucks off that. And I was like, oh my God. So it's like, you make as much on one patio as you do working for like, you know, a couple weeks. And he's like, yeah, I was like, you know, I was like, do you want to do more of that? He's like, oh yeah, I could, or I would if I could. And uh, obviously when I first met Caesar, um, you know, I didn't trust him. He didn't trust me. Like we just met. Obviously, I'm not trying to come off like that crazy freaking boyfriend and stuff like that. So I played it cool. But the the longer that Caesar and I got to know each other, I used to see pictures of his work. And I was like, oh, my God, you do beautiful concrete work. And the more that I would get frustrated in my current marketing job. And what was funny is both Caesar and I felt the same exact way about our jobs. We both wanted to leave our jobs. We both wanted to be out on our own. We were sick of dealing with all the crap that comes for, you know, comes with working for someone else. And we would talk to each other, you know, like every single time that Caesar and I would see each other, all we talk about is business. And it was great. We're still basically like that to this day. Um, and one day we just decided to take the leap of faith. It was kind of crazy, but it was building up. We wanted to take the leap of faith. And so we basically just quit our jobs. I had a little bit of money, maybe like 10 to 15 ish grand saved up if I remember right. And, um, we went on the leap of faith. We had a 2001 Chevrolet 2,500 (laughs) truck and some finishing tools and forming tools. And that was it. Uh, no jobs, no nothing. Um, but because Caesar was so good at concrete and because I had a background in marketing, we were able to get jobs fast. Like that first year is 2018 and we were working our butts off. Like I would ask Caesar, like, how do I bid concrete jobs? You know, cause I was the salesman. And he's like, oh, just charge six bucks a square foot. So that's what I did. And then very quickly I realized like, oh, well, you can't charge six bucks a square foot for everything, like steps, tearing out, et cetera. You got to charge a little bit more. But still I had no guidance on what the hell I was doing. I just wanted to do work. And I thought, and all I looked at was gross profit, right? Because I was like, oh man, if we do a patio for six grand and my expenses are four grand, like we make two grand. And I was like, we're, you know, we're going to be filthy rich. And I remember I worked so hard in 2018. And I think the first year in business, we did close to like $700,000 in sales and not sales completed work. But I remember we hit winter and it was my first concrete winter and the work just like stopped. And I was like, you know, and I went to Caesar panicked. It's like, Caesar, what's going on? And he's like, oh, this happens every winter. You know, don't, you know, don't be alarmed. I was like, well, that's fine, except we have no money. So like, how are we going to live? And I remember that first winter like was unbelievably hard. Um, But, you know, I was still hopeful because I was like, oh, it's our first year. So fast forward, year two, the same exact thing happens. We actually grow. We do 1.1 or $1.2 million in work. So we do a ton of work and we get to the end of the year. And again, we have no money. And it was crazy to me. It was so crazy. And I remember there, Because on the outside looking in, all of our friends and family thought we were absolutely killing it. 
because they're like, oh, how's your business doing? And me having an ego problem back then, right? And I guess I still do. I still am trying to conquer that demon, right? Everyone wants to look good, but I'm trying to get better with just being transparent and not, you know, letting people judge you and worry about what they think. But I had already failed so many times that I knew that if I told people if I failed again, like my entrepreneur like the way I saw it is my entrepreneurship career was dead because I tried so many things. I was never successful. I was destined to be a failure. I just wasn't smart enough. And I remember it was Christmas of 2019. So we'd been working for like a little over a year and a half in my family. You know, all of them were so relaxed. Um, so happy. And I was like stressed and my had like tons of anxiety and heart palpitations and like, all kinds of crazy crap that you should not be having when you're 27 years old. And a lot of them would ask me how I was doing. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, we did over a million dollars in sales, which wasn't a lie. I wasn't lying to people. But what they didn't know is that didn't matter at all. I was working the hardest I'd ever worked. And I was making probably the least money I'd ever made, ever. And on top of that, I was taking on the most risk, right? I had a house payment. I had a car. I had all that stuff. And I remember sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, like, is this it? Am I going to have to quit? And I was faced with an ultimatum is either quit on entrepreneurship forever and just deal with the fact that I was going to have to work with people for the rest of my, or work for people instead of for myself for the rest of my life. Um, or I mean, or figure it out. Right. But the hard part is back then I had no way to figure anything out. I would watch YouTube videos. I would I would like, I think I literally had a Facebook post in like a landscape group that I was in and I literally offered, I was like, I will take out a loan on my house for $50,000. And I was like, I will give everything I have. If someone can just teach me what the hell I'm doing wrong. I was so desperate. And I know a lot of people laughed at that, but I was dead serious. Like if someone wanted to charge me $50,000 back then to teach me what the hell, like what was going on and what needed to change, I would have done it. That's how desperate I was. Um, but I, I, I found no help. I found no help. Um, and I started studying not just contractors cause no other contractor seemed to like a lot of them were like, Oh yeah, you know, welcome to business. And I was like, dude, this sucks. I was like, business fucking sucks. I was like, why are you guys in this then? Um, if, if it's this bad and I remember I did some research and then I was like, Oh my God, the average contractor makes like 50 or 60 grand a year. And my heart dropped is like, once again, I entered into a business that I was destined for failure. And then I started studying some of the bigger companies, say like Apple or Amazon or whatever, um, Google, you know, just big companies. Cause it's like, well, they must know something that I don't. And then I remember I was browsing on Amazon one day and I looked at like a pair of Apple AirPods and I was like, you know, I was broke. I was like, man, I want some AirPods. But I was like, I'm, there's no way I'm spending 200 bucks on some freaking headphones, right? I'm like, they're ripoffs. That's what I thought. And then I looked on Amazon, you know, for like Bluetooth headphones. And there were some going for like 30 bucks. And I was like, man, Amazon or Apple is ridiculous. They're charging like eight times the competitors. And then I realized, it's like, you know what's funny is like a lot of people buy AirPods still. And I was like, how the heck does that happen, right? Because when I'm trying to sell a driveway, my customers beat me to shreds <laughs> if I'm not the freaking cheapest solution out there. And I was like, so Apple must know something that I don't. And then what I realized is I was good at 
lead generation and ads and stuff, but I had no idea how to make myself look different in the mind of a customer, right? I had no brand and Apple had a brand. So then what I did is I set out and I was, it gave me a renewed hope, right? I was like, oh my gosh, I might actually be able to do, um, I might actually be able like onto something here. I was like, if there's other brands out there in the world that can get people to pay eight times the price, I was like, what if I could just convince my customers to pay me like 10 or 20% more? I was like, plus, honestly, back then, the first two years of business, we didn't provide that great of a service. How are you, how are you supposed to provide a good service when you're working 70 hours a week, you don't have money for an office manager, like you're always in the field. So how are you supposed to remember to call people back, right? We were an unorganized, chaotic mess. But the problem is I couldn't afford to be organized because I was so freaking broke. So it was like an oxymoron, right? A catch 22. I was like, I wanted the higher end customers, but I couldn't get them because my service sucked. So all people had to compare me on was price. And that's remember back then, or I remember back then I found the contractor fight. It was like one of the only guys that, you know, um, was putting out content back then on the actual business end. And I learned their sales system. And I remember in 2020, this was, we had a year and I actually made some profit. And the biggest difference was I just learned how to sell in a way that made me look different, okay? And then fast forward to 2021, I go to this event called Know Your Numbers. And that was done by Ian McCarthy and he still does it. And that is, he basically is a landscape contractor that did that does $10 million a year in landscape sales, but his true background is accounting. Like that's what he does is he knows his numbers so well, that's his competitive advantage in business. So I took that and I kept learning lesson after lesson after lesson. And I finally started to realize I got to pay people to learn what the heck they're doing. And man, that was some of the best decisions I ever made in my life because so 2020 was better. 2021 was better than 2020. 2022 was better. So fast forward to 2020, 2022 in our concrete business, we did about $3 million in completed work. And I even started a landscape company on the side because I learned all these awesome things about sales, about marketing, about business systems, about structure, about how to price, about how to about how to like raise your prices and still sell work. And between the two of my companies, I did like $3.5 million in work and I'd made the most money I ever had in my life. And I hit a little bit of a weird point. I mean, one, life was good, right? Like money solves money problems. Um, and so I felt like a lot of my money problems went away. And so, you know, I was fighting all this time to make this money. And then I finally have money, not that I'm rich by any means, but making more, you know, I guess technically in the 1% of Americans, which feels weird. It doesn't feel like that sometimes. Um, and I don't even say this to brag. I only say this because if your whole goal is just money, when you have it, you're not going to feel very satisfied. Um, and it's not that it's bad. Like I still love it, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, and so it was weird, right? Like I had this huge journey and all this pain and suffering, all this stuff. And I was making progress. And what I realized is the progress was the fun part. It wasn't the destination. Like the destination was just okay. Right. It wasn't incredible. Um, and I'm still not at my quote unquote destination, right? What I realized is like, even though the journey of business was unbelievably hard, that was some of my favorite parts, right? Cause it was fun. It was exciting. I saw growth. Like it was, 
it was exhilarating. And I hit a moment in 2022, I started a landscape company and I did $700,000 in my first year and I made six figures of income and I worked on the business five hours a week. And I remember I was going to conferences and a lot of people I could still see that they were like ready to hustle and grind. And they would ask me like, you know, tell me about your business. And I told them and they're like, dude, you made it. And I was like, really? I was like, it doesn't feel like I made it. You know, I was like, I'm doing all right. (laughs) You know, like I'm doing good. And I don't mean to say that in a conceited way, but it wasn't about the money. It was about how I felt. And I had lost my spark for entrepreneurship because I was like, I was like, oh man, like, you know, we're kind of stuck in the water, not really stuck in the water, but you know, it was kind of like a puzzle and the puzzle had been figured out. And so it wasn't as fun anymore. (laughs) As stupid as that is to say, but that's true. That's true. I mean, if you guys ever watch me, uh, I literally can't sit still. I have like the worst ADD. It's bad. But so fast forward, right? End of 2022. And I, I'd finally hit what I thought was the goal. And the goal wasn't actually what I thought it was. And I started thinking, I was like, man, if, if the true thing that I find joy in is the growth and all that. And like, I just love talking about business philosophies. Like, how could I do more of that? I was like, you know, if I want to make more money, I should just keep growing my concrete landscape company, which we are right. But what I realized is like when I had people that like wanted me to help them, that is actually what I got the most joy out of only because I remember how hard and how crappy and how, everything the business journey was and still is sometimes like, it's not like I have it fully figured out. Like we have issues all the time, right? That's still business. It's just, I learned how to deal with issues better than what I had in the past. But what was most fun for me is if I could help someone else accomplish that. And so fast forward to 2023 and I started a software specifically for concrete contractors, one that I used in my own business that helped me. Um, and I call that concrete CEO And we also have a mastermind, concreteceo.com slash mastermind. And it's all about providing tools for other concrete guys. And with the goal of simply just helping them get their business as good as it possibly can be and in a much faster and less crappy uh, horizon than what happened to me. Um, The reason that I do it is strictly for enjoyment. You know, one day I want to make money off of it, but that's really not my main focus. Um, because I'm already making money in my own contracting businesses. So basically to wrap up the whole entire story, that's my journey of what led me here. And that's what I'm going to dedicate this podcast about is it's all about how to, I guess all about me getting out as much information as I possibly can about marketing, about sales, about pricing, about everything that I've learned along the way. Because as we move into the future, information should be free. And I had to pay for a lot of this information. But if I could help just one or two or however many of you guys that I could help, um, that is where I get my fulfillment out of life. So that is what this podcast is going to be dedicated for, is all about teaching everything about business. So I wanted to make this first episode a little bit different. I'm going to do a little bit of a mixture of one, like the back end and the behind the scenes of my own business. I'll probably do some interviews. I'm going to be experimenting with a lot of stuff because to be honest, I'm not really a content creator. I'm not a podcaster. I'm just a concrete guy. <laughs> like that's really it. Like I'm just a guy who knows a little bit about marketing and sales and who had a little bit of success in a contracting business. Um, so if you have any suggestions for me, 
leave them like shoot me a dm um on maybe instagram my instagram is it's tyler link and shoot me an uh, instagram dm if you have any suggestions um if you can rate and subscribe to this podcast um it would be a huge help to not only me but i think the biggest thing that it could actually help with is it will help spread the word to other concrete guys um so that way everyone can get the information they need and we can rise as an industry together so that's all i have for podcast number one i will see you guys in the next episode